0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.
1: There was a time in this business when they had the eyes of the whole wide world.
2: The Riley and
0: Kimmy Show.
1: But that wasn't good enough for them. (laughs) Oh, no. They had to have the ears of the world, too. So they opened their big mouths and out came talk.
0: Talk, talk! The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: It is a Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. If you're listening today, this show is uploaded June 23rd, episode number 1,651. Right next to me is my living, breathing cartoon. Kimmy, I got one name. Kimmy. Hello,
0: everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 everybody,
3: everybody, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's so true. The hero of this episode and all of them, she is the hero but she's also a little she's strange and I like it. She's strange
0: just the way she is. Strange. Walking down the avenue. She's strange. Always
3: doing something new. Kimmy is in the studio. It is a Saturday. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Are you okay? i um, great. Are you focusing? I'm trying. Okay, it's a Saturday. Kimmy gets a little lost. She's like Jar Jar Binks uh, in that uh, Phantom, you know, menace thing. She gets a little distracted, being the weekend, especially a Saturday. Now, Saturdays traditionally, for those who uh, are old enough, know that Saturday mornings meant cartoons, right, Kimmy? Uh huh. And live-action TV shows oriented for kids, correct? That's right. And we have a mystery Saturday morning. Show It could be a live action or it could be a cartoon. Let's see if Kimmy can identify the mystery Saturday morning program. Here is your clue.
1: Yeah, you would tell you a tale, a very scary tale about two boys who were surfing one day on a very weird beach around Dead Man's Point where there are haunted sea caves, they say. And strange sea monsters have been sighted there. But you're traveling in the area. Beware, beware, beware give them a shot.
0: Boo!
4: In total surprise, the boy's eye, this
1: blob, what can it be? And then it groans and moves and
3: lo, oh, it's a monster from the sea. Kimmy, can you identify the mystery Saturday morning kid show?
1: Hmm, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters? Now Sigmund, the Sea Monster, and Johnny and Scott, our friends, The find friends that ever could be on the land or on the sea now sigmund the sea monster and johnny and scott are friends the finest of friends that
0: ever could be on the land
3: or on the sea sigmund and the sea monsters actually ran forever its original run on nbc was from 1973 until 1975 produced by sid and marty croft kimmy how many episodes do you think within five Fifteen. You're almost there. You 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 did better than what I would have guessed. Uh, twenty nine episodes total. Oh. But it ran forever. They brought it back after, and yeah. Now tell me, who was the star besides Sigmund? Who was the human star of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters?
1: Mm. The guy that played.
3: Um, Jody. Jody. On Family yeah, yeah, Affair. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You met him. Sort of. Oh, that's right. I you were scared to meet him. Kimmy was many years ago in Orlando. He was out at a location, the Orlando, uh, the Orlando uh, or Orange County Fairgrounds in Orlando, and he was in a pig barn. And I'm not making this up. Mm -hmm. I you can't do it. Call his name. It's Johnny Whitaker. Johnny Whitaker, yes. Yes, we played in Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. That's our Saturday morning mystery kids show. You like to find out what shows were going against each other? The cartoons, the live actions. You know, like Run Joe Run, yeah, Land of the Lost. What was up against them? What was going against Speed Buggy? All of those Super Friends. You can find out. We have a grid that goes all the way back to the start of Saturday morning cartoons, and it goes right till the conclusion in the 2000s, when the major networks gave up on running Saturday morning kids programming. You can find that on our website, along with celebrity interviews, platforms to take us anywhere on planet Earth like iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Also, pop culture stories and more. What is our web address?
1: RileyandKimmy.com
2: Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com
5: culture escapism
1: the riley and kimmy
5: show the riley and kimmy show
3: shall we play a game that is the question for this saturday morning Uh, can my cartoon function here is she alert enough to play pop culture trivia What say you, Kimmy?
1: Well, yeah, I think so.
3: Well, good. Now, Pop Culture Trivia is going to have something besides cartoons. Might have a cartoon in there or not. We'll have music, movies, TV, celebrities, and more. Help Kimmy out because some of the timeline, well, it might be adjusted, meaning it may or may not be in chronological linear order. Help Kimmy out by talking to, shouting at, yelling at, or whispering to whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now gimme actually is in time travel answers very first question gimme is music related we want to know the decade this song peaked at number eight on the pop charts what decade here's your clue
5: tooling down the highway doing 79 i'm a twin pipe popper and i'm feeling fine hey man dig that was that a red stop sign <laughs> fusion transfusion I'm just a solid mess of contusions never 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 gonna speed again
1: slip the blood to me bud
5: I jump in my rod about a quarter to nine I gotta make a date with that chick of mine I cross the center line man you gotta make time. <gasps> Transfusion, oh man, I got the cotton picking convolutions. I'm never 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 gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce.
3: It peaked at number eight on the pop charts. Was it the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, or nineteen seventies? Uh fifties? You're right, nineteen fifty six. To me it sounds like a almost public service announcement. Or mm-hmm. for one of those old uh, high school driver's ed movie things. Yeah. You know, like a cartoon be singing that or something? Uh-huh. That's Transfusion by Nervous Norvis that peaked at number eight on the pop charts. Moving somewhere else on the timeline. <laughs> so on this date, a film is released, Kimmy. Tell us the name of the film and then within 10 years, tell us when it came out. Here is your clue. This audio piece is part of the movie. Tell us the title of the film.
0: What a
1: dog. He's a tramp, but they love him. Breaks a new heart every day. He's a tramp. They adore him. And I only hope he'll stay that way. He's a tramp.
3: Can you tell us the name of the film? Lady and the Tramp. That's right. What year within 10?
1: 1955.
3: You get it exactly right. Uh, bonus points here. If you can tell us who sang that song, who provided the voice to Lady.
1: Um, I know that. Um, and she
3: also sang the Vixen there uh, voice too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I know that.
3: And she did the We Are Siamese song.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that. What are our initials?
3: P.L. Peggy Lee. Yes. Moving to 1956, this person's TV show airs for the last time on NBC TV. The show was under his name. Tell me who it is. Good
0: night. Good night. Good night. It's time to say good night. Good night. Good night more is there to say. But good night, folks. I'll be back
5: next week. And good night, folks. And good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever
0: you
3: Can you tell me who that is? Jimmy Duranty. That's correct. The year is 1965. This group made their studio recording of this song, Identify the Group. Love is like an itching in my heart. Who is it? The Supremes. Correct. Was that a number one hit on the top 40 or not? Mm, I'll say no. It was not. It was number nine. It was its peak position on the Billboard Hot 100, number seven on the R&B charts. Staying in 1965, this song is released. Tell me the name of the group.
0: So take a good look at you see my smile. Chase
3: the of my tears. Can you tell me who released Tracks of My Tears?
1: Smokey Robinson and Miracles.
3: Yeah, moving to 1970. <laughs> this recording artist and three others were arrested. It happened in Niagara Falls after marijuana. And unidentified drug capsules were found in his car. Tell me whose car it was. Who got in trouble, Kimmy? Chubby Checker. Do you think he sang that in jail? Hmm. Uh, entertain people? The year's 1979. This song is released. Tell me. The recording artist.
5: The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what.
3: Who released that? Charlie Daniels Band. That is correct, Kimmy. That was a huge song, even on the top 40 charts. On the Billboard Hot 100, it peaked at number three. It was prevented from the number one spot by two songs. Tell me the songs. Here's one of them. Or at least tell me who recorded this song. This one stopped The Devil Went Down to Georgia from hitting number one. It stopped the devil from hitting number one after the love has gone by whom? Earth, wind, and fire. That's correct. Now, the other song that prevented the devil from hitting number one was also released on this date of 1979. Came out the exact same day as the devil and went higher on the charts, Kimmy. It prevented the devil from hitting number one. Tell us the name of the song. What is the title? My Sharona. Who had that monster hit that came out on this date in 1979? The Knack. That's correct, with My Sharona. They were marketed... At that time period, as the next Beatles, because that song was on the charts forever in the top position. It's one of the last super songs, meaning for many weeks in the top spot. The year is nineteen eighty-seven. This person was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. Tell me who it is. Who is it, Kimmy? Madonna. That's right. The year is nineteen ninety. TV Guide selects this person as the TV personality of the year. Who is it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, join me tomorrow when my guest will be Playboy's
2: Playmate of the Year, Anna Nicole Smith, a real woman. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, the music of Radiohead, and uh, the night after that is TV So, Can you tell me who it is, Kimmy? Arsenio Hall. That's right. 2005, this film critic receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who is it? The Perfect Storm. It's about a small boat and big waves. It's very simple. It's kind of like Jaws, about a small boat and a big shark. And because it's so elemental, it's not really about a plot-driven kind of situation. What the characters will do, the characters will do whatever they can do to stay alive, and that's why it's so fascinating. It doesn't. It's out of their hands. Who is it, Kimmy? Roger Ebert. You're right. celebrity and notable birthdays famous people born on this date she was born 1929 charted many times on the country charts number 27 on the country charts 1971 who was born on this date like what you gonna do about the young boys and the girls? Is that, Kimmy? Who was born on this date, 1929? Mm. You have another clue? Yeah, we sure do. She recorded many times with her husband. Here's an example. 1969, number two country hit, and number 36 on the top 40. Tell me who was born, 1929.
5: If I were a carpenter, and you were a lady, would you marry me anyway? Would you have my baby?
0: If you were a carpenter, and I were a lady, I'd marry you anyway, I'd have your baby.
3: Kimmy, can you tell me who it is? June Carter Cash. That's right, born 1929. That duet there, be listening for us to be singing that in the upcoming uh, days. Kimmy loves that song. I think I just I saw you there tapping the foot. Um, you were getting into that one, Kimmy, and I think sure. I think we can do a fair tribute to that song. I really do. I think we could. Uh huh. I do. I have a feeling. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media to see where the Riley and Kimmy Show will be out and about next. Possibly Kimmy singing her tribute to June Carter Cash. Next person, actor celebrating a birthday, Kimmy. He starred on this TV show, Identify the TV show. Can you tell me the show? Not Slanding. That's correct. He was on the show from 1979 to 1993. His uh, appearance first started on Dallas. He is the younger brother to J.R., the Outcast. He played Gary Ewing. Who is it? What
2: do you want, J.R.? Oh, he's incredible, isn't he? All that money, all that power. He just inherited half of Ewing all. And he's still afraid I'm going to get in his way. How? I mean, even if I wanted to, how would I go about it, Jr. Get out of here. I didn't ask for it. So you can take your observation and your limousine and your threats and you get
3: out. Who is it, Kimmy? Hmm, I said. Ted something? Ted something. Can Um, can you do it? No. Ted Shackleford having a birthday. He is 72 today. He plays on a soap opera right now, a daytime drama has for a period of time. Since 2006, he plays actually uh, twins. He plays William and Jeffrey Bardwell on this show. What is it? Can you tell us? the young and the restless that's correct next person celebrating a birthday musician and judge on american idol tell us who's having a birthday
1: all right so yo
2: dog this there's, there's some good stuff and some bad stuff here all right here we, here we go so you started and it was a little weird for me but dude you know what yeah i like this baby A way to start it off man yo Thank the competition's on, baby it's and these dudes up here man like yo man this kid is ready to go that was that was cool man it was kind of hot you were have bomb tonight, baby. That was hot. You know, it started a little rough for me. But will tell you what, man. I love you the day that I saw you. Dude, you got to love dogs, right? Once you got started, it was like going on. I was like, what? Jazz fusion groove, man. That was like dope with all these weird chords. You started getting your slaying on. You made it your own. Very classy. Almost like a pro,
0: dude. That-
3: Can you tell me who it is? Dude, I think it's Randy Jackson. Yes. Dude, can you tell me how old he is within five years? Uh,
1: 58.
3: Dog, he give you a big hug. He's 62 oh. today. You know, actually, I think he's probably the nicest of the judges. Mm. You know, I'd rather face him than I think some of the others. You know, yeah, rather, probably. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Next person, film director, writer, Kimmy. Tell me who is having a birthday today. He directed the film The Avengers in 2012. He did Avengers Age of Ultron in 2015, took over for Zack Snyder, and is credited as the director of Justice League 2017. And he created and wrote and directed episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Can you tell me who is having a birthday? Josh Whedon. That's correct. How old is he today? Within five years. 44. He is a little bit older than that. He is 54 today. Next person, actress, known for this TV series, Identify the TV Show. Here is its theme, Elevator Music-Wise. Can you identify the TV show? The Big Bang Theory. Correct. Now, you won't know the actress's name. Tell us the name of the character she is known for. Bonus points if you can actually tell us who she is. But we believe we want to play fair. The judges say play fair. Identify the character she is known for.
0: Hi, Jamie. I'm sensing a little hostility. Is it maybe because like Sheldon's work, your sex life is also theoretical? <laughs> I don't have to take this.
3: I'm going to go home and have sex with my husband right now. Maybe I'll let him do it to me in the parking spot. <laughs> which sounds dirty but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Every single person RSVP'd yes. This is so exciting. Isn't this exciting? Can you That that part's funny because her husband on the show claims that when she gets really excited her voice goes so high that the next door neighbors' basset hounds start howling. Can you tell <laughs> me, Can you tell me the name of the character she is known for?
1: Oh boy. She's married to Howard.
3: That's right. G-
1: Georgette? No. No, no. no. That,
3: that's from uh, Mary Tyler Moore's show, <laughs> Ted Baxter's wife, Georgette. Uh, you can't do I can't it? think of her name. Bernadette. Bernadette. Can you tell me the name of the actress, by chance? Uh, no. Melissa Rauch is having a birthday. How old is she today? Within five years. 39. you almost right that you get it because she's 38 today. Now, is that her real speaking voice? Or is that? A character voice she does. Uh character voice. You're correct. Here is her real speaking voice. She talks about what inspired the character's voice. Bernadette's voice is very similar to my mother's, um, except without the Jersey accent. So. <laughs> but um yeah, it's uh it's my mother it's not quite quite that high, but it's it's in that in that tone, yeah. in that rain. I think like sometimes I'll get recognized and then they'll hear my voice and be like, Oh, that's that's not you. That's <laughs> not you. And I'm like, Yeah, that's right. I love it that she does that voice. To yeah. me, that's really getting into your character. Uh-huh. Next individual recording artist celebrating a birthday, Kimmy. She had a top thirty hit back in two thousand eight, hit number twenty seven. Tell me who is celebrating number thirty-four today. Can you tell me who's celebrating number 34 today? Uh, no. Oh, I thought you would know that the way you were grooving in the chair there. Kimmy almost stood up and started dancing. That is Duffy celebrating number 34 today. I see dead people. Notable deaths. Famous people who died on this date in history. Yes, celebrities. Tell me why this person is on the famous list, Kimmy. Passed away in 1998 at the age of 87. Her name, Maureen O'Sullivan.
1: Um, she was an actress?
3: That's correct. Now, she's best known for playing a character in a certain franchise, Kimmy. Identify the franchise. Can you tell me? The Carol Burnett Show. Oh, boy. Do you want me actually to play Carol Burnett's version of that? And, uh, I can no. do that. It you, was Tarzan. Uh, yes, it is Tarzan. Kimmy, she played opposite Johnny Weissmuller. She was Jane. He was Tarzan. Next person, 2001, part of what I call forgotten Hollywood. We will not ask you about this person. That is Corinne Calvet, a French actress who acted mostly in the United States and American films. She died at the age of 76. In the 1950s, she appeared in a string of films. She was opposite such leading men as Danny Kaye on the Riviera, Joseph Cotton in Peking Express, Dan Daly in When Willie Comes Marching Home, James Cagney, What Price Glory, James Stewart, The Far Country, Alan Ladd, Thunder in the East, Tony Curtis, So This Is Paris, and twice with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And a side note, her mother was extremely smart. She was a scientist who played a part in the development of Pyrex glass. You know what that is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bake with it, cook with it, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Use it in the laboratory, medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Next person, 2006, died at the age of 83. He holds the record as the most prolific television writer and producer in U.S. TV history. He had 218 producer and executive producer credits, Gimme. See if you can identify some of the shows he created and produced. Here's the first one. Can Kimmy identify the TV show? Streets of San Francisco? No, Kimmy, a few um, years before it starring Peggy Lipton, Clarence Williams, the third The Mod Squad. Yes, that was his. With this next clue, you will easily identify the mystery TV show. Tell me who he is once you identify the TV show. You should be able to do it. What is the mystery TV show? Charlie's Angels. You're right, Kimmy. That is Charlie's Angels. See if you can identify this TV show that he was part of, he created, he executive produced. Fantasy Island. Yes, Kimmy got Fantasy Island right. See if you can do the next one.
0: Promises for everyone.
3: What is it? My boat. Here's another one of his shows, Kimmy, and I bet you can tell us who he is with this clue. What is the mystery TV show? Beverly Hills, 90210. Do you know who the mystery person is that passed away on this date? Aaron Spelling. That is correct. And see if you can name this other show he had under his belt. What is it, Kimmy? Charmed. That's correct. And one that does not make lists that I I just shake my head to because it's actually my favorite that he did. He was ahead of his time, 1965. He created this show. TV show is Honey West. And the reason I think he was ahead of his time is he had the female being the lead. She was a powerful female. She didn't need the guy to rescue her. She would rescue her uh, assistant, her male partner, and you know who played Honey West? Anne Francis. Yeah, Kimmy got that right. Now, the show started in 1965, was doing very well, but ABC said, Hey, Aaron, you have to make it color for 1966, because all new shows are color. He would have had to pay $400 extra a week to shoot it in color. He said no. He gave up on it. Let it go. Rumor has it it would have been paired with Batman. Mm. So that, you know, people would go, oh, I know what Honey West is now today. But now, you know, it's it's rare I can find somebody who goes, oh, I know what that TV show is. I, I love that show. About 30 episodes were actually made. Next person passed away, 2009. Kimmy died at the age of 86. Tell me who it is and now that master of wisdom
5: who's wiser than his master alponi the magnificent alponi will divine the answer to the hidden question spot check spot check how does spot pay his bills amazing and alponi knows what's in alpo beef sunk dinner too real beef and complete nutrition for a dog's whole life so remember alponi's wisdom alpo has the beef dogs love to eat a thousand blessings on your house and puppy
3: can you tell me who died 2009 ed mcmahon that's correct 2011 this american actor dies at the age of 83 tell me who it is
6: oh listen there's one other thing i wanted to ask you about um the lesson worked with dr murchison uh i can't find him and i was wondering whether you can help me Apparently, he goofed up on some expensive project that he was working on. Gee, I've seen this picture every day for 12 years. You're a beautiful woman. At any rate, uh, I've got Dr. Murchison's telephone number, and I've called him. Uh, but I haven't had any luck. Can help. you help me?
1: Oh, there's one more thing,
6: sir. Mr. Hart is in Rome. He's going to be back in his hotel room in a little while. Before I talked to him, were you really
0: playing chess the other night?
3: Who is it, Kimmy, who passed away on this date? Peter Falk. That's correct. Next person twenty fifteen died at the age of eighty six, an American actor. Known for this TV show. See if you can identify its theme. It's a well it's an elevator version. I have a scary feeling she actually knows the theme. Can you tell me the theme? It is enough. There's a magic in the early morning with. Yes, Kimmy got it right. He starred on the show from 1977 to 1981. He played Tom Bradford, the father who died on this date. Here we are now. Look at the size
0: of these guys.
6: That's why we love our new Olds Delta 88. There's room for these six-footers
2: to stretch out. And this one's a diesel, so you get the same kind of mileage as many smaller cars. The Olds Delta 88 is the family car that didn't forget the
0: family.
3: Can you tell us who passed away on this date, Kimmy? Dick Van Patten. That's correct. Judges say you did a fantastic job today. Woo! Ooh, thank you. Yes, we're gonna go back in time and honor something we talked about on trivia with the Golden Age of Radio, a spotlight Radio, new? Radio. Someone still love you. We mentioned moments ago that actress Corinne Calvey died on this date at the age of seventy six. She was no stranger to the golden age of radio. We have an old-time radio show she starred in. The episode's titled Rope of Sand from 1950. It's a story of diamond hunting complicated by love and revenge. Starring with Corinne Calvay is actor Burt Lancaster. Here's our tribute going back in time to 1950. Here is Rope of Sand Starring Corrine Calvay on The Riley and Kimmy Show.
2: You'd think I'd have known better. You'd think that after the unmerciful whipping I'd gotten in that very town, Diamondstadt, South Africa, two years before, that I'd have known enough to stay in New York. But oh no, there was half a bushel of diamonds out there in the desert the forbidden area of the Diamond Syndicate, and they belonged to me. I'd paid for them, and I was back to collect them. The minute I walked into the Pretoria Cafe in Diamondstadt, I saw Martingale. I knew Martingale all right, one of the more unscrupulous directors of the Diamond Syndicate there. But I didn't know the sultry brunette with him. I didn't know her. But anyone sitting with Martingale was up to no charity. Martingale saw me, and he stood up to welcome me with that polished Bond Street smirk on his face.
5: Michael, how good to see you again. You look so well. Yeah. Now, how would you like to look at my back? Uh, not in present company. Uh, Miss Suzanne Renaud, Mr. Michael Davis of New York.
4: How do you do, Mr. Davis?
5: Pretty well, if I watch my step. Uh, Miss Renault is here from Paris to see for herself the uh, irresistible glamour of Africa and the diamond country.
4: And the men who live in it.
5: Mm. What about the men who die in it?
4: Mr. Martingale told me I'd find Dammondstadt quite dull. Why? If I like young, rude Americans, I should be devoted to this place for life.
5: <laughs> Michael is lightly jaundiced about women, Suzanne. Uh, very common among professional hunters and guides.
4: Oh, a
2: hunter? Retired, looking for a game of poker, not spin the buff. Excuse me, please.
5: If I may say something, Michael. Make it quick. I uh, regard the unpleasant incident of two years ago as ancient history. I'm willing to give you back your guide in Hunter's License if you'll tell me where the diamonds are.
2: Morningale, I didn't like what your company cop, Commandant Vogel, did to me. After that beating he gave me, I forgot where the diamonds were. Did you? You guess. I'll find that poker game if you don't
5: mind.
4: He has bad manners, hasn't he?
5: If you're going to find out from him where the diamonds are, you'll have to do better, my dear. Or go back to dancing, shall we call it? At Cape Town?
4: Your American hates Commandant Fogo.
5: They hate each other robustly.
4: And the Commandant likes me.
5: Davis is your business now, Suzanne.
4: Men are my business. And playing one against the other is often good for business. Excuse me. I think I will watch Mr. Davis play cards. Good luck,
5: Suzanne. There are your cards, gentlemen. Okay.
4: Aren't you going to play poker, Mr. Davis at advertised?
2: I'm waiting to get into the game.
4: I thought you might want company. I'm
2: used to being alone.
4: Open for five. That's I'm right, you're five. a hunter. I
2: wasn't allowed to work at it thanks to Martingale.
4: Mr. Davis, you need a friend.
2: Oh, I do, huh? And where do you fit into that?
4: I could be a friend to you. I like courage. What do you like, Mr. Davis? I think
5: I'll
6: call.
2: Honesty, Miss Reno.
4: Oh, you you impertinent.
6: Davis! Well, Commandant Vogel. Davis, you will apologize to Mademoiselle at once. Go away, pig. Why, you contemptible...
4: Oh, please.
6: Just get out, Davis. Sorry, I have business at the poker table. In fact, I too. I need money so badly that I'll even play with you. Ah, indeed. And if I break you, you must leave Africa. Maybe. Sit down, Davis. He was good, but not
2: good enough. By midnight, I'd played and bluffed and then outluckied him out of
6: $2,000. Then at midnight. More chips here, and I want a fresh deck of cards.
2: By 2 a.m., it was all
6: over. All right, Vogel. You win. I'm broke. Then join me in champagne. <laughs> Uh, Champagne, please, all around here.
4: Not for me, Paul.
6: But, Suzanne,
2: the lady says no champagne.
4: I mean not here. Not here, mon commandant.
6: My car is outside, mademoiselle.
0: Thank you, Paul.
4: Good night, Mr. Davis.
2: I sat down again. An hour, I nursed a peeve, a cheap beer, and a deck of cards. Then I noticed something about those cards. There was a discouraged old doctor friend of mine, Doc Willis, still hanging around town. I got him to drive me out to Vogel's fancy villa in the desert. And sure enough, there was Vogel's Lagonda parked in front. I sent Doc home, and I patted over to an open French window. Vogel was turning on that phony Central European charm of his, using a valuable-looking vase as a sophisticated prop. Then he put the vase down. I saw it was going to be a pass, and that's when I decided it was time to discuss marked cards with Commandant Vogel of the Diamond Fields Patrol. You'll excuse the interruption, Commandant.
6: Davis, how dare you? Call the police,
2: boy. I wouldn't, Vogel. Put, Put
6: down that vase. Expensive, isn't it? There's only one other like it in the world. Put it
2: down. I'm a coward, Vogel. Hit me or call the cops and... I'll drop this vase.
4: Is this how an American gentleman defends himself?
2: This is how one resents marked
6: cards. No, it's a lie, of course.
2: I'll have that money you took from me with those cards. It's
6: a lie, but under the circumstances. Here. Here's the money.
2: The keys to your car. I sent my chauffeur home. There. Now you, Red Riding Hood. I? You're coming with me. That there is a wolf wearing grandma's
6: bonnet. My vase, if you please. Oh, sure. Your vase. Here, catch. No.
4: My?
2: Don't crowd me when I drive.
0: Well, I'm cold.
2: Blow on your hands. I'm still cold. Now listen, just a minute. Now, get this straight. I didn't come after you. No. I came after my dough. You just happened to be there.
4: Is that all? That's all. You like honesty. So do I. All right.
2: You ask for it. That was probably a mistake.
4: Oh, no, Mike. Believe in me. Tell me what happened two years ago.
2: You wouldn't be interested. I want to be your friend. Well, well, I was stupid enough to let an Englishman I was guiding Wander into the prohibited area, the diamond fields. I went in after him, in the heat, in the desert, in the killing sun. I found him all right, dead, lying in half a bushel of dull pebbles that, well, that didn't even glisten in the sun. Diamonds? He'd scratched a fortune in diamonds out of the sand there and died. I left them there because just then my horse keeled over dead and I figured that finished me too. Oh, I don't know how many days I wandered in the desert, but one of the things I hate Vogel for is finding me out there, taking me back in this patrol tractor. I must have babbled about the diamonds because back here, Vogel went to work on me. The diamonds, Davis. Where are the diamonds? The whip again. The diamonds, Davis. Tell us where the diamonds are. We'll whip you to death. The whip again and again. Oh, Michael. Yeah, beating like that does something to some men. It makes them stubborn. I wouldn't talk.
4: You've come back for the diamonds.
2: I paid for them. One hundred lashes and then some.
4: Now Fogol hits you more than ever. How long do you think Martigan can hold him back?
2: Until he's sure I won't lead him to the diamonds.
4: Mike, you're alive. Be satisfied. Go away.
2: I won't leave here until I get what I paid for. Oh,
4: please, Mike. If not for yourself. Please, Then for me?
2: I don't know if you mean that much to me, Suzanne. Yet.
4: I understand. Take me home, please. I
2: was afraid I'd said too much to Suzanne. I got busy. Doc Willis told me about one of Vogel's men, a patrol tractor driver named Thompson, hating Vogel, liking liquor, and interested in a $1,000 and in making Vogel look bad. I found Thompson, considered him reliable, and gave him a few simple instructions. Well, that's it, Thompson. Have you got it straight?
5: Got it. Let's hear it. At 10 tonight, I go out and patrol. 10-5, you stop me tractor and knock me cold and take me off track and drive away into the diamond fields. Yeah. That'll fix Vogel all right
2: and I'll get what I've already paid for. A big hatful of diamonds. Yeah. At exactly 10.05, the roar of Thompson's patrol tractor came over the dunes. And then his headlights swept the unbroken sand and lurched toward where I was lying. And stopped a few feet away. The headlights blinked. All clear. I stepped into the road and I walked to the halfback. Good work, Thompson. I'll take over oh, now. Hands, Davis. Oh.
5: Oh, I didn't tell him. He caught on, Davis, I swear. Shut it up. Is...
6: I was expecting something like this. I had you watched constantly. Pig! Now let Martingale try to restrain me from what I have every justification to do to you. Untie him. Take him away for the time being.
4: Mr. Martingale, is he all right?
5: Recuperating nicely for the next beating.
4: No, you mustn't. You'll kill him.
5: I can restrain Vogel no longer, Suzanne.
4: Make him stop beating Mike and, and I'll tell you where the diamonds are.
5: You don't know.
4: I'll get Mike to tell me. I, I promise.
5: You're in love with him.
4: Stop, Fogole, and, and I'll find out what you want to know.
5: I shall speak earnestly to the Commandant. Uh, you, my dear, may go in and soothe your American.
4: Thank you. Mike.
0: Suzanne.
4: Oh, don't move, darling. Lie still. Rest.
2: Suzanne, tell me something. Why... Why didn't Vogel
4: finish me? He was going to... Because he know it's useless. They know you'll never tell them where the diamonds are.
2: But they... They know I won't quit until I get them myself.
4: Mike, darling, forget those miserable stones.
2: I'd crawl out of my grave to get what I came back here for.
4: Then... Then let me do it for you. You... But how? If they catch you, they'll. If they catch you, they'll kill you. And if that happens, my life stops, too. Vogel loves me and Martingale trusts me. I can get a path into the diamond field. Just just tell me where the diamonds are and let me do the rest. Darling, I don't want them to kill you.
6: All right, to come in, change those dressings. Come
2: in, Doc. You know Suzanne, Doc. I know Suzanne.
4: Think about what I told you, Michael. I will. Take good care of him. Yeah.
6: <laughs> What's the matter? Suzanne's pretty friendly with Martin, Galen, Vogel. Or used to be. You haven't been talking a lot to her, have
2: you? That's a funny tone. Suzanne is trying to help you. Sure. Well, she's gonna help me
6: get the diamonds. My Virgil and Martingale want those diamonds, but they know you'd never tell them. Would they've let you live if they hadn't thought you might tell somebody? Somebody? Suzanne? A Cape Town dancer, to phrase it politely.
2: A Cape Town dancer? Well, she's from Paris. She. Oh. Oh, I see. Doc, how
6: am I? How are you, or how are you if somebody should ask me?
2: How am I if Bogle should ask you?
6: You'll be laid up
2: for two weeks. Thanks. Hand me my shirt. I got work to do tonight. Here's the map, Suzanne. When you come to the dry spring, there'll be the skeleton of my horse. And that's
4: it. Believe me, Mike, this is the best way.
2: Don't let anyone get hold of that map. I won't. Good luck, baby. Take care. That night, Doc Willis let the air out of his tires and took me as far out on the desert as the sand would let him. Then Doc went back, and I waited in the patrol lane, giving myself even money on who'd be in the half-track swaying across the dunes, coming toward me. The headlight swept over me, and I slipped the safety catch on my automatic and waited. Ten seconds later, I had my answer. Volker! Davis! Stop or I'll shoot. How did you get out here? Never trust a woman or a phony map. Get down. I refuse. Get down, I tell you. You'll suffer for this, you and your accomplice, Doc
6: Willis. I not what goes on. I'll tell... Get the... down or I'll drag you down. Talk of an American. Stop! Stop!
2: I pulled him down beside me and I flung my gun into the darkness in the squirreling sand. Then I shot my right to his mouth. He went down, sprawling. He got up slowly, on his hands and his knees, and I thought I had him. And suddenly he shot out both feet and he caught me full in the stomach. I went down gasping and retching, Vogel on top of me, driving his fist into my face until pretty soon I didn't mind it anymore. Them, but not very long, a few seconds maybe. But then I heard something. Headlights falling across me and moving. Someone was going to run me over. I strained and I struggled to do something. At the last moment, I twisted lengthwise between the wheels and caterpillar treads and lay there petrified, while the four-ton machine roared six inches over my head. and I jumped up and I ran after it. My brain shouting curses at Vogel. My lips struck dry with fear. I caught hold of the tailboard and I pulled myself up into the half-track and I picked up a shovel just as Vogel stopped his machine and turned to basement.
6: Davis, don't!
2: Beg me. Beg me not to break your legs and leave your hair to die.
6: Don't hit me with that shovel. Don't, don't hit it. me. Plead with me. Plead with please, me. Please, please. I beg you. I beg of you. Get yes, out. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Don't leave me like this. Come back. Come back.
2: I left him standing there, cursing and threatening. And somewhere, beyond the dawn, was what I'd come back here for. And there was more than enough gasoline to take me to a hatful full of diamonds in the desert. And on to Angola. And to safety. Well, I had my diamonds. And a bit of taste in my mouth. In Angola, I stayed drunk for a week to forget Suzanne and her treachery. I came out of it slowly. And something in the paper blew all the fumes out of my brain. The picture was Suzanne. And the lines read, Suzanne Reynaud, dancer, held for the murder of Dr. Francis Willis in Diamondstein. Suzanne murdered Doc Willis. Well, she didn't have a motive. But Vogel did Right then and there I knew what I was going to do. I'd go back too.
6: Morning? Bogle?
5: Oh. Back in Diamondstadt to stay, Michael?
6: Bogle? You wouldn't dare shoot both of us, Davis.
2: Or even one of us. I've come to make you an offer. Very simple. The diamonds for the girl.
5: Hmm. It appeals to me, Vogel. Does it appeal to you? Possibly.
2: Then sign this paper I brought, Vogel.
5: Let me see it.
6: You're a most durable fellow, Michael. Persistent, too. I will certainly not sign this outrageous paper. Why not, Commandant? It says that Suzanne Renault is innocent of the murder of Dr. Willis. She is not innocent. I was questioning her and Willis in my office about your escape, Davis. Willis made an uncomplimentary remark about her. She seized the paper sign waiting. Sign the paper, Vogel.
5: Or you will shoot, eh? Sign it. Now. Vogel, I urge you to sign the paper. And allow me to deal with Michael later. Now. He's telling us about the diamonds, Commandant. Very well. Give me the pen.
6: There. But wherever you go with
5: her, I'll follow you. And now, let's all have a friendly smoke.
2: Martingale got up and offered Vogel a walnut humidor, mockingly.
5: Cigar? Commandant?
2: Vogel reached in. They came up with a gun.
5: Fired first.
0: <laughs>
5: uh! oh, too bad, Commandant. As a matter of curiosity, who did murder Doc Willis? Uh, I did. The swine.
6: Helping Davis escape... Uh.
5: Morning, you thought I'd be killed. No, no, I... I had faith Vogel would miss you and that you would shoot him in self-defense. It worked. Why did you do it? Who liked Vogel? Also, why divide the diamonds with him? Also, I'm sentimental about young people in love.
2: I'll bet you are.
5: You might care to know that Suzanne did what she did. Even taking your map to Vogel... To save your life. There was nothing in it for her. Except you.
2: Let's go get her.
4: It's goodbye to Africa, Mike.
2: Irresistible Africa. Yeah.
4: Mike, you do love me, don't you?
2: If you tried to get away from me follow you till i wore the
0: earth's
2: mm-hmm. until i got what i came for.
3: if you enjoyed that golden age of radio production be sure to follow the riley and kimmy show We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, We will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy Show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based. About pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The
0: Riley
3: and Kimmy Show. Find archived
2: podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at rileyandkimmy.com.
3: Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE.